0: Hey everybody, this is Q the Abolitionist. This is episode 14 of Unshackled Liberty. Today is April 8th, 2020. I'm releasing this show. It was a quick conversation I had with a friend of mine on Twitter um, as he went through the coronavirus COVID-19 process. Uh, A 30-minute conversation about what it was like to go to the hospital, find out about his his positive test results, and then his recovery at home uh, as well. So hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Hey everybody, uh, we're here with JD, a friend of mine uh, from from Twitter. Uh, you know, it's one of these one of these miracles of the internet thing. JD and I don't actually know each other, um, but we we follow each other on Twitter and we share a lot of common interests. Um, I, I asked JD to come on the show today because he's the only person I know who has. Contracted COVID 19, gone through the process and recovered from it. So I, I want to get, you know, spend the next 30 to maybe 45 minutes going over all of that stuff with JD. So, JD, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, we're ready to hear your story, buddy. How are you doing today?
1: All right. I am doing a heck of a lot better than I was a week and a half ago. How are you today? <laughs>
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So how did, how did that happen? Do you know where you got it from?
1: You know, that's the wild thing. Um, most of the dates are going to center around March 20th. That's when I went to the ER and got my presumptive positive. Well over a month before that I had stopped shaking hands. I had stopped fist bumping people. The only thing that I could come up with is I got too close to that one carrier in the grocery store and that's how I got it. So, uh, it's just the wife and I at home, so no kids, you know, going out and catching it at other places. We're kind of almost OCD with cleanliness.
0: Good.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of one of the most random things in the world.
0: <laughs> and how's your wife? Did your wife contract it at all, or, or uh, is everything okay there?
1: No, we were very fortunate. Um, okay. So she's working from home 100% right now. I have for years. Um, her office is upstairs, and it's also a spare bedroom and has a bed in it. Um, okay. My office and most of what I do is downstairs. We were able to separate. Um, okay. And as this thing progressed, uh, especially after I got my presumptive positive, just got into a routine every day of like, you know, whenever I had lunch, the next thing after lunch was Clorox wipes over all the doorknobs and all the sink handles <laughs> and everything else. Um, uh, bet, to to stress this though, neither of us are high risk. Okay, so it, there, there wasn't any sort of panic mode. Okay. going into this. We we didn't have that level of concern, but so yes, I'm, I'm very thankful she was able to avoid it.
0: Good. Very good. Are you, so are you, you say you're not high risk. So I assume that you're pretty, you're a pretty healthy person otherwise.
1: Um, yes, I uh, no absolutely no respiratory issues whatsoever. Um, I, I don't take meds for anything. Uh, I don't
0: expect you to yeah, tell me your entire that. medical history. I'm not, I'm not trying to pour that out. I just, I'm not trying to pull that out of you. That's all personal stuff, but, uh, you know, we hear the stuff about, about this affecting people with respiratory issues, autoimmune, you know, immunodeficiency problems, um, the, you know, the elderly and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I just, I just took a shot at that. Um, but so you're, you're in relatively good health otherwise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So my reason for saying that was because if I make jokes about this as we go along, Mm -hmm. I recognize the seriousness of, of this entire situation. I get it. Um, I'm making jokes because neither of us were in any sort of, at risk category that, yeah. that you know could have ended up in ICU stays or anything
0: and we and you had shared with me earlier that, uh, that 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 we 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 share a common history that we're both uh, you know prior prior navy veterans and 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 part of that whole process is uh humor as a coping mechanism you know <laughs> oh,
1: yeah definitely that's yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. that's a lot of where yeah. i got it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah me too okay okay so you so you when did so you went what how did how did the test go for you to find out whether you were uh, uh presumptive positive Um I'll, I'll
1: get there hang on one second let me okay. uh, back up a little Let's bit of context so March 20th was a Friday okay. that weekend before I started seeing symptoms but or I started to get symptoms but I didn't see them for what they were okay. The main thing that started and and was probably the worst for me um, everybody seems to be a little bit different with this was an absolute pure rote exhaustion,
0: Okay.
1: weakness, exhausted all day long. I mean, I drive a chair all day. That's what I do. I sit in my office in front of a bunch of computer monitors and drive a chair by one, two in the afternoon. I dead on my feet. There is nothing more I wanted to do and go lay on the sofa and take a nap. But the interesting thing is I wouldn't sleep. I, I would just lay there and be exhausted. Um, that was probably the worst of this whole thing, uh, uh, but I started seeing that probably the weekend before. So let's go back to like the 14th, 15th of March. Okay. <clears throat> and by the way, when I cough now, it's allergies. Um, <laughs> for the people who don't know, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, and the entire desert is blooming and wow. in my nose. Um, so.
0: And I don't. I, think I you had can that. Catch anything far. over the internet anyway yet? You know what I mean? <laughs> we have, they haven't. Yeah. They haven't. They haven't built a virus that can travel through the internet yet. So go ahead. <laughs> so uh, Even if you had it, like even if you still had it, right? right?
1: Yeah, I, I started getting the other symptoms about Wednesday of that week um, and that was the body aches and the the breathing I kind of pushed off to, to maybe it's an allergy thing, but it was different. It's different than any other cold that I've ever had or, or even having bronchitis as a child. Um, my lungs felt heavy, okay? And that's how I found out later doing research, this virus is kind of a lower respiratory issue, but it, it, it felt every time I was taking a breath, like my lungs were really heavy. And about Wednesday afternoon into Wednesday evening, the, the headache that I had for the full two weeks of this, um, real mild headache, um, started to happen and I got worried. And so I talked to the wife, we did the whole, go to separate bedrooms, go to your corner. I'll go to my corner. Um, uh, Thursday morning I got up. It was bad enough that I sent an email to my manager. And uh by Friday, I was just done. Friday morning, sent her an email and I said, I'm, you know, I'm going to the HR. Um, I contacted Honor Health. Uh they have a uh what is the name of this thing? Nurses Triage line. Mm-hmm. And you go through the screener, the screener kicked me straight over to the nurse. The nurse was like, Hey, you really need to get tested. Um, you can go to an urgent care, they'll refer you to the ER or you can just go to the ER. It's kind mm-hmm. of a silly way to do it. Why do you want to put me in front of more people? But, yeah. um, so she sent all my information. Um, I grabbed a mask, gloves, uh, drove down uh, eight, nine miles away to the hospital, drove down. When I, hit the, uh, uh, when I hit the front door, right in front of you is a little check-in area. I walked up to it and she looked at me and she said, my name, you know, J.D., yeah. is that you? <laughs> yes. Um, all she had me do was fill out an emergency contact card Sent me to the far end of the waiting room where they had like a six foot tall barrier of screens built up. Okay. Said, hey, have a seat back there. So um, went and sat back there. They called me out, checked on my vitals. Um, interesting that through this, I never had a really high temperature the entire time. Okay. Um, so that that seems to be the thing everybody's looking at in I when they took it there, I was under a hundred. It was like ninety-nine point eight or something, which was interesting. Um, sent me back out behind the screens. Uh waited a while. There was one other woman that was back in that area with me. They have a they had a dedicated room inside the hospital they were doing all these tests in, um, which makes sense. They called me back and I had they had talked about swab. And I'm like, okay, swab. I I mean I've had mouth swabs for things many times before. No, 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 no. <laughs> she basically pulls out something that looks like a pencil and then oh via your nose stabs you in the brain. Oh my God. God. It was horrible. Um, oh. They actually make you put your hands all the way down in your lap. So you don't instinctively try to rip their hand away from it. And hurt yourself. Oh,
0: I bet. Oh. <laughs> I, I see. I saw a cross-section picture of that and I thought it was a meme, but the way you just described it, I yeah. guess it's not. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I thought no, it was a meme. It, it's bad. Huh?
1: <laughs> no, I, I think I have a, dent in the back of my skull from her hitting me (laughs) this thing.
0: Oh, that's rough. I
1: I do not curse much. I do not curse much at all. I had to apologize to her because, you know, we discussed this. I had 12 years in the Navy. I can string together some curse words when it comes up, (laughs) and that was one of those moments. (laughs) So they pull me out of that room and stick me in the hall, which still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, They take me down, uh, finally get a room for me, um, shirt off. Uh, They wire me up, blood pressure cuff uh um uh doctor came in and and he's he's one step short of an scba with all the stuff that he's wearing
0: i believe um it, yeah. a
1: self-contained breathing apparatus for yep, those that don't yep. know what that
0: like is. a fire like a um, firefighter's rig yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah so he checks uh checks my breathing we work through all the symptoms we have and uh he says okay well we're gonna have to see he said I'm gonna do a chest x-ray Said, and then we'll have to see what the flu test comes back with. So the guys come in, to the x-ray. And the whole time, I'm kind of having some fun laughing and joking with people. Again, not at risk.
0: Yeah.
1: I do the x-ray. They leave. 20, 30 minutes go by. Nothing happens. Knock on the door. The doctor opens the door. And I know the answer because he doesn't even walk in the room. He said, <laughs> your flu test came back.
0: <laughs> He's outside the room yelling at it. In. OK, go ahead. Sorry. Keep going.
1: Yeah. No. So the flu test came back negative. He said, the chest x-ray shows, and then he went into doctorism words. I'm not a medical professional. I have no idea what he said. He either said, I look great. I was getting ready to die. I have no idea. Um, Told me all that. He said, yes, somebody will be in. Um, uh, you got to remember, we still only had like double-digit cases in Arizona. I mean, they might not have even screened anybody at that hospital yet. So he said, yes, somebody will be in. So laying there in the bed waiting, and a young gal comes in. And she's also loaded up every bit of PPE that you can possibly wear. She comes in. She has discharge papers and something I've got to sign. She doesn't want to do anything but get out of that room.
0: <laughs> those she's poor, those hands poor me people, the man, you got to imagine. Like, you got to imagine, oh, man, they yeah, doing that every day and they see a bunch of you all day long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, if I
1: hadn't had to sign anything, she would have probably stood outside the door and just thrown it all at me. Yeah.
0: Exactly she comes sure.
1: in, she's like, here, sign this. She didn't have a clipboard. I signed against my leg and punched a bunch of holes in the paper. <laughs> she said, here's your discharge paper. And she's backing up. These are your discharge papers. I highlighted everything that's important. Um, and, and I look at the front of it and the entire front page is highlighted.
0: <laughs> I'm
1: like, okay. And she tells me, yeah, you'll have your test results in about a week. Um, and something else is she walks out and closes the door.
0: Yeah, but they already so, knew. Right. I mean, they, I mean, yeah, they're, they're not that they, not that it was a conspiracy or anything, but they know what the symptoms are and they know what you were, what you were showing. And they just had a good feeling that this guy's got it and they didn't want to stick around too much. Right.
1: Yeah. And that, and I can perfectly understand that, but, but let me paint a little picture for you here. So I'm laying in the bed with the gown wired to the machine. Both of the side rails are up on the bed. Mm. Oh, and she was walking out. She was like, yeah, you can take all that stuff off kind of look around. I'm like, okay, well, if I can scooch down to the end of the bed, I can get all the leads off of me. Yeah. So I, I grabbed the machine and tried to roll it over. But, of course, the wheels are locked. So I'm laying there. I'm like, <laughs> well, let me just start ripping these things off. So about three pounds of chest hair later, I oh. discovered that you can actually unclip them. <laughs> so I unclipped them. I'm just dumping everything on the floor at this <laughs> point. Finally get off the end of the bed, get dressed, get all my stuff together. Open the door. Oh, or Ernest, the guy was leaving. She said, yeah, the exit's going to be up to your right. Open the door, take one step out in the hall, look out. There's about a dozen people in the hall.
0: They scatter.
1: A step <laughs> later, there's nobody in the hall except me.
0: Gone. Cockroaches. Out of there. I'm
1: just like, this is some surreal crap happening right now. So I roll around. I get down to the end of the hall, and it's just a T intersection. No idea where to go after that. So this guy... Somebody who works there is like, hey, you're looking for the way out. I recognize that look and keeps walking towards me. So I hold up that sheet with everything highlighted in green. He goes white, points down to the other end of the hall and runs the opposite direction. Uh, OK, yeah, whatever. Um, get back to the waiting room to leave. The two security guards they have in there are all the way at the far side, as far away as you can get from where I'm coming out. Corner. And they're yelling at me, pointing at where the door is, the door that's right in front of me to walk outside. Um, I have to walk by the uh, areas that you check in at, you know, have the plexiglass there. At yeah. that point, I was tempted to fake a coughing fit just to see who in there passed out. But
0: Bro, they'd, they'd, bad they'd, enough they'd,
1: already. They'd have shot
0: you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <I'd> probably. <laughs> there's a very good chance.
0: They'd have shot you, man. Don't do that. <laughs> and yeah. that's that's all that so, speculation. It's a joke. I don't think the security guards really would have shot him. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Um, and, and after I'd gotten the news before the gale came in to discharge me, I'd texted um a coworker who's our tech lead. I'd texted my manager. I'd texted the wife. Let them everything know. Everybody know what was going on. Um, uh, rolled home, and you know once I got over how surreal the whole experience was, I realized I felt absolutely horrible. Mm. And through that weekend, it was especially bad. The body aches were unbelievable. I've been in a few car accidents in my life and and this was pretty close. Um, Everything just ached, Um, the heavy breathing. Um, So the wife's office upstairs um, is right at the top of the stairs. I would walk up to the top of the stairs to tell her something from the safety of the top of the stairs. And I couldn't even finish the sentence I was trying to say without having to stop and take a breath. Um, and, and the, again, for me, the worst part was the exhaustion. I mean, the effort of getting up in the morning, taking a shower, and getting dressed, okay, I need a nap.
0: Really? Not <laughs> uh, bad,
1: huh? Fold, yeah, fold laundry, I need a nap. Uh-huh. Eat lunch, I need a nap. Um, it was horrible. I had this great idea of all this wonderful crap I was going to get done. Cause I know I had at least two weeks at home paid, not counting against my PTO. My employer had a really great uh, deal for this for, for two weeks, of short-term disability. Um, okay. all these great things I was going to do. I spent 80% of it on the sofa. Yeah. I mean, a big move for me was going from the, the, the single part that reclines over to the long part where I could lay down. Just, just so my view was different. <laughs> um, and, and the other weird thing about this, and, and I've had people tell me it's because of the lack of oxygen that I was getting because of the congestion in my lungs. Um, oh, they did, they checked my blood oxygen and it was, it was kind of low, um, uh, 93, 94, something like that, um, is it made my brain all fuzzy. Uh, this was gonna be a perfect time for me to catch up on reading, um, I'm a big book guy. I wouldn't even own a television if I hadn't won one um, big a uh, uh, big book guy. I would sit there and read a paragraph and just stare at the page blank, it, like I, I have no idea what I just read and and while the the tiredness, the exhaustion, uh, the weakness was the worst part of it, um, that was actually the most unnerving to me because I, my job is very cerebral and and when when the old gray matter ain't working right, this yeah, this is not a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah.
1: Um, So that went straight out the door, and it—it, I became that person that I can't stand. I probably went through every grade B free on Amazon Prime movie that's out there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I bet. How are the the body aches?
1: Um, bad, but they were one of the first things to clear up. Um, once I got past the weekend, I was already starting to feel better, which (laughs) is the most dangerous part of this story, and the only time during this whole process. That I was ever actually scared would be a bit much, but very, very concerned. Okay. I was trying to think back, and I'm pretty sure it was Tuesday. And it's just like any time when you're sick, you have days that you feel better than others. Yeah. Well, I felt a little bit better Tuesday, and I just figured, you know, uh, 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 hey, I'm getting over this. I'm feeling great, or something.
0: Let's go conquer the world. So right. we have a fire.
1: Yeah. We we have a fire pit in the backyard, um, and we had run out of kindling. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'll just go out and, you know, cut up a couple of logs into some smaller kindling and, and, and then we'll be fine. Um, yeah, that's no problem. I did something else around the house, too. I think I did some of the maintenance on the pool
0: equipment got or something. You COVID-19 I don't remember. you're out there chopping logs. All right.
1: <laughs> well, and I find this out later. So a lot of the pictures you saw from China of people dead laying on the sidewalk, yeah. were people that severely overexerted while they were sick with this thing. Because oh, wow. what I know now is that will absolutely kill you, like drop you dead on the spot. Oh. I came back inside. I wasn't feeling too good. Went and laid down on the sofa. I couldn't get off the sofa. Um, I mean, it was that bad. I finally got off the sofa and went to go upstairs. And I'm trying not to bug my wife with this because she's going to freak out. Oh. It, it took me five minutes to get upstairs. I mean, I was having to do this thing one step at a time um, hit the bed and it was a couple of hours before I wanted to even try to get out of the bed. It was bad. So the one thing for me to everybody who's listening to this, if you get it, hey, don't overdo it. Don't overexert. Yeah. Right. Wow. If you have a very physical job, no, you just can't, it can kill you.
0: Yeah. So mm.
1: that was, yeah, th- that's the biggest takeaway, um, to this whole thing.
0: So you start Um, feeling good, and then you go out there and you put yourself flat on your back again, basically. Yeah. Oh, or worse, or worse. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Infinitely worse. It was. It was probably that was probably midday. It was probably that evening, um, before I I I really felt like doing much of anything again. Um, Oh, other interesting point. Uh, Really lost. I was amazed. I didn't realize how much, but I lost a lot of my ability. Uh, 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 to taste and to smell wow. things. Um, that's part of one of the neat things from recovery is every time you make yourself lunch or dinner or something, it's like the best food you've ever eaten because you finally got your sense of taste back.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> that's odd. We haven't I haven't heard that much about about that, that 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 you lose your sense of taste. is that is that specific to you or is that a common a common uh, symptom? Looks to be fairly common.
1: Um, okay. it also looks to be an early indicator for a lot of people I've seen talk about it. so, Something else to keep in mind. I, I don't know when it started. I just noticed that I ate just because I knew I had to eat to stay alive. But I pretty much didn't care what I ate. I didn't have a desire for, you know, a craving for anything, uh, nothing like that. But um yeah, and it was you no know, so from the when I got tested, I I it was already whooping on me for a few days before I got tested. Um <clears throat> there was that first weekend that was really bad. By the next weekend, I noticed things were, like, really starting to clear up, um, starting to get better. And then, so this would have been last week. By about Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, I, I think I was, like, I can call myself pretty much 100% symptom-free. Um, and then waited it out the rest of the week last week before I, like, emerged back out into public. Um,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, it's just this past weekend that I went out anywhere. Is there-
0: is there a confirmation test where they can find out whether or not you're clear of it or or do you well, just go, I feel better and I'm done?
1: Um, well, what it is, it's the exact same test, um, two <laughs> different tests, 24 hours. <laughs> do,
0: they, do they jam you in the other side of the brain or what?
1: <laughs> well, no, actually, I didn't even bother to ask for it um, mm. because they, they, they're not going to do it for a nobody like me. Um, when they've got people that are showing symptoms or people in hospitals that need to be tested, they're not going to wait. Um, The neat thing is, is being in Arizona, unless you go to a medical facility that specifically uses a private lab, which means not a hospital, um, all your stuff goes to the Arizona department of health's lab. So basically the motor vehicles department is in charge of your testing because that's about the same level of efficiency yeah. I got my results eleven days after the test. I was already starting to feel better.
0: You're you're coming out of it at that point, right? You know.
1: Oh yeah. I'm I'm I might have even been on like day one of symptom free or something at that point. Yeah. It was March 31st before I got it.
0: That's unfortunate. Yeah.
1: And and I'm glad they didn't call me on April 1st because I would have been like, oh yeah, funny April Fool's joke. Who is this?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, man. That's intense. That's intense. So uh, yeah. it's uh. That's a that's a so you're you're out in Arizona. So how does yes. how, are you in the I, you know I'm, I've never I think I've driven through Arizona before like just a like this like a corner of it on my way into Mexico. But uh do you um what part of Arizona you don't have to tell me what part of Arizona I'm looking more like your 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 uh, climate is it like hot or cold is it low or high how, how, what you know what I'm trying to say.
1: I'm in the far north reaches of Phoenix itself. Um, Excuse me. So I I, I am in the city of Phoenix. Um, So you can mostly follow what the temperatures are in Phoenix to see what it's like here. We are a little bit higher in elevation, so we can be one, two, three degrees cooler um, sometimes, depending on things. But um, has it been hot? uh, Nah. We just last week, we for the first time had a string of 80 degree
0: days. I had heard, and this is not confirmed, and you know, like like so much everything else on this show, it's all just kind of us just just chatting it up with no real with no real authority on anything. But I had heard that that uh, the hotter climates will see relief from this a lot faster than the cooler climates. Was that something that that the medical staff uh, it talked to you about at all?
1: Once they diagnosed me, they didn't talk to me about anything <laughs> but getting me out of there.
0: <laughs> That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. So. I just, you know, I've heard that, you know, I, I've heard that this thing is going to, is going to, the Southern States, you know, I'm out here in Hawaii, right? So uh, we, we've seen our, our share of it, of course, but you know, we're much, much lower in population than, than, than we'll say most of the, we'll say the 48, right? The other, the other mainland States are much higher in population than we are. So of course our numbers are smaller than, than, than everybody else's. Um, but, uh, that's one of the things we keep hearing is that when summer finally hits and, and uh, and it's getting close, uh, and it starts to warm up. We'll start to see all of this stuff kind of disappear. I didn't know if they had thought to tell you guys the same thing in Arizona.
1: So, and, and I, I had what I thought could be a pretty good answer to that, again, realizing, of course, I'm not a medical professional. Right. Um, but unfortunately, in, in the early days of all this going on, on that daily White House press briefing, um, um, Orange Man said something about, oh, it'll just go away when summer gets here. Well, of course, the mainstream media went nuts with this thing and walked across hundreds and hundreds of experts that said, no, it won't, Um, it doesn't work like that, this one's different. So I I don't know if we were getting honest information or Trump derangement syndrome. Um, But the fact is, once you get it, okay, at that point, you've got it. Now you
0: got to get through it, yeah.
1: if you're if you're asymptomatic and you don't even know, yeah, being outside here in Phoenix when it's 120 degrees in August, it might not facilitate it. You know, leaving very far out of your body. Okay, it might just kill it off. But here's the thing: you don't spend your entire day in 120 degrees. Sure. You're going into places where it's air conditioned, where it's 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 going to be you know more beneficial to to the virus lingering and stuff like that. Um, okay, so.
0: That makes sense. You know,
1: both sides of the fence on that one, I guess.
0: Okay. Well, wow, man, that was uh, that was an interesting story. So do you have any advice for anybody that that uh, that might be going through some of the things that you just wrapped up?
1: Uh, and and this is where I'm like somewhat conflicted. And as, as much as it's a violation of people's, you know, freedom and liberty to, to have all these enforced quarantines and stay at homes and forcibly closing all these businesses and wrecking the economy to keep it from you know, from going through, um, I, I hate to sound like it, but, you know, staying at home is kind of a good idea. Um, yeah. you know, the, the millennials, the younger people that aren't worried about kids, Oh, it's not going to kill me. Yeah. But you know, you don't know if you're going to be a carrier and you're going to walk by the wife and I have a dear friend here in the Valley. Yeah. He's 88 years old, 88, mm. you know, it wrong person by him. <sighs>
0: That could be you a wrap. You Yeah, they're finding an urn yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: for his rights. Yeah. So it, I don't know. Um yeah. stay home.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, that's I think I think, again, I think a, a, a bit of responsibility is, is important, right? You know, just be a responsible person and and uh you know make contact with as few people as possible, like we've been trying to do. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, and and it, there's the word I'm looking for. Don't be selfish about yeah. this. Okay, yeah. don't be selfish. There's other people that can get hurt really, really, really bad by this. Um, And, you know, everybody's going to go nuts. I mean, once we start ending these forced business closures, the bars open up, the restaurants open up, everything else, then we're just getting ready for wave two of it. I mean, we're going to be dealing with this thing probably a good year. Uh, Yeah. You know, maybe longer if they were doing this the smart way that one of the big – obviously, they need to be doing the testing and find people that are sick. But the antibody test – Hey, you test positive. You had the antibody, okay, meaning you're immune. Get yourself back to work.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah. I own a bar out here, let's say, and I'm the owner. I've had it. I've now healed. I put up a thing. Hey, bartenders or servers, come show me a positive antibody test, and I got a job for you.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> that would be good. Yeah. So, that's uh. You know That's one way to get the economy back up and running. Man, they they they've they've done their fair share of of damage to this thing, haven't they? In in all of the shutting down and and. uh I'm talking about, you know, the, I mean, it's hard to even talk about it, but like what's what's a non-essential worker, right? I mean, that it, that guy's job is essential to him, you know? And, they, uh,
1: they killed an economy in an attempt to kill a virus Yeah, and then unleashed the Fed to stimulate the economy yeah, that they yeah. killed.
0: And then um, they killed, a, they killed a dollar by doing stuff, that.
1: Oh, God, don't even get me started. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, you're going to sh-
0: get, so, the, get uh, the agorist rolling out of you here pretty soon.
1: <laughs> well, gold just in aftermarket hours up another $35. It's well over $1,700 an ounce. That's Good nice. luck trying to go to a local shop and get it for $1,700 an ounce. Oh, hey, really most handy. people are putting $100, $200 premium on that. I know silver closed a bit above $14 an ounce. I called around to local shops as recently as last week. Twenty two bucks an ounce. That's the yeah. cheapest you're gonna walk out of there with a with a round, period.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. So, that's crazy. But I mean that's that's your hedge, man. That's your hedge against this inflation. And uh, you know, my, my whole thing, I look at this and, and I'm like, man, you get that helicopter money. If you're one of these people that's getting that helicopter money, you've got to just transition out of the dollar with that. Invest it in something else. Bitcoin, gold, silver, something. Get it out, get off get off the dollar as much as possible. But that that goes hard, down to our that goes down assets. to our Yeah. Our agorist stuff. But, uh, Hey, JD, I'm going to go out. (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say it. it, Even if you took that lump of money and went out and bought a house yeah, that house might lose a ridiculous amount of value, but guess what? Not as bad as that dollar is going to lose value.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up, dude. Um, I want to thank you very much for coming on and, 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 and sharing your story with us. I'll probably have this, uh, have this published in a, in a, in a few days. Um, well, today is Monday, so probably by Wednesday or Thursday, I'll get this back, get this back out, and and I'll tag you on it so you can you can share with your friends. Did you uh, do you have anything you want to anything you want to uh, plug? You know your 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 Twitter account. Anything any special projects you got going on?
1: Well, if anybody has additional questions, you can hit me up at at sv scooters s c o o t e r s. On Twitter, uh, generally pop in and out of there throughout the day. I'll try to answer any additional questions you have. Uh, other than that, everybody, wash your hands, you filthy animals! <laughs>
0: All right, thanks, thanks, JD. Hang on, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and end the recording, but you can hang on. We'll chat for a second. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the show. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Q underscore abolitionist. My co-host is at Crypto Gumbo, and our show page is at Unshackled underscore L. Uh, If you like the content that we're creating and would like to help us make more, you can support us at anchor.fm slash unshackledliberty or patreon.com slash unshackledliberty. Thank you for your time. Every little bit helps. And remember, freedom does not require permission.